Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Hello, welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you ever so much for listening to the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Mad Revival. A dictionary definition of the word revival goes something like restoration to life, consciousness, vigor, strength, etc. And this isn't too far from the truth when describing the Los Angeles-based band Mad Revival. The former half of their name is derived from the ethos of their frontman, Australian-born Nick Capel, whose stage persona is an oddly pleasing blend of a field-hollering bluesman and a sanguine carnival barker, which leaves the revival half and its associated images of a kind of traveling tent celebration designed to conjure the spirit. Put them together and you have Mad Revival's amped up blues, the gospel of which they preach with a willingness to blend genres into a nearly indescribable mashup. Sometimes they sound like Howlin' Wolf fronting the Beastie Boys, and other times their twin guitar riffing pays homage to Led Zeppelin by way of James Brown. Aside from their originality, it's Mad Revival's work ethic that is their greatest asset. They work hard on their music, and their dedication to their craft is palpable at their live shows, where it is almost impossible to not at least get some part of your body moving. Mad Revival has a new EP due in early 2017, and expect to be hearing more about them. Our overly automated, digitized, and quantized world needs more bands like Mad Revival, keeping it real by being the real deal. Welcome to Independence Day, Mad Revival. Hey, friends. How you guys doing? Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you? I'm great. It's so nice to have a full band. And this is a special episode. I want to say right off the bat, this is like a, like a field trip. <laughs> We're not doing this episode in the Independence Day World Headquarters. We've actually gone to, uh, Nick, what's the name of your studio again? Rockton Road? Rockton Road. We are in Rockton Road in beautiful Altadena, California, although almost all of California is beautiful, except for some of those parts south of Atlanta, I suppose. But uh, it's a lovely state, lovely place, lovely to have you guys. It's fantastic. You guys, the first question right off the bat, I will introduce you guys in just a second, but like the name describes what you guys do so very well. Like, Never hath there been a band so aptly named as Mad Revival. But what would your elevator pitch be? And anybody can answer this question. You're like, you're in, you know, you, you got in the elevator with David Geffen. He's like, what does your band sound like? What, you know, who would, what would it be? I mean, I'd, I, I often don't like to say, uh, try to use influences too much with that right. stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's rock and roll. It's blues. It's gospel. It's, it's, it harks back to, to old classic kind of music with a, with a bit of a new school twist. Yeah. So, you know, before the madness came the revival and uh here it yeah. is it's very i would say amped up right because it's just definitely a very strong blues influence there's some shouting vocals uh there's doubled parts where guitar and vocals share like the same unison line uh natalie uh sings parts that go along with that so it's all part of this big hole and the, you know the drums are kind of driving the bass the rhythm section is kind of holding all together in the back um where it's 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 one of uh, bands that i really like are kind of modern and a throwback at the same time. And you guys have definitely got that kind of nailed. And the person we were hearing from, let's, let's take this opportunity to, to introduce everybody. Uh, that was what I would call like the main, kind of the main dude. Would you call yourself the main dude? Uh, yeah, maybe. Our I guess fearless so. leader. Fearless You're leader. the main dude. Uh, that's Nick Capel. Say hello, Nick. Hello. And then next, of course, the lady. Hello. We should introduce the lady first. Uh, Natalie Capel. Say hello, Natalie. Hello. And then we've got Ant Marks on guitar and keyboard. Say hello. Hi, guys. Uh, Matt Littell, correct? That is correct. On bass, and Macy Lucarelli. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> like spoken like a true drummer, right? So uh, we, you know, we got some house cleaning out of the way in terms of your style, but it's it's so very interesting to me how it is kind of throwback and modern at the same time. So the first question now is how. Right? Why these two things? Like, why not just go all modern, or why not just be in a blues band? Like, what is it? That, we live in a mashup world, but what is your piece of that pie? Um, it's just the styles between all all of us. Everyone, everybody, uh, you know, has a different style that they bring to it. And, right, um, but what are those? Right? Like, I mean, to listen to it, I can. It's easy for anyone who's an educated listener to write off the bat. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Can go like, okay, that's good. a blues song, and that's kind of a rap thing. Right, mm -hmm. but why mix them together like this in this in this arrangement? I'd say maybe the irony of it all is I'm not from America or California. I'm from Australia, right. but I very much grew up listening to American music, blues, yeah, uh, gospel, jazz, 
you know, I was listening to my, my grandfather's old records. My mum was giving me those records and, and I would listen to them and the, all of those things influenced me and I would sample those records. So for me, it's, it's nostalgic, mm-hmm. you know, and I think these days, I don't know, it's hard to pass on the classics, you know, and, and a lot of people wish to hear music that has that classic feel that right that familiarity. has that authenticity and that familiarity but the authenticity the rawness you know and i yeah. think that gets lost a bit but you know that's been a huge part of why our sound is the way it is and now when you say classics right what what's a classic to you i mean led zeppelin's a classic okay. uh james brown's a classic mm. right you know all of that stuff that just makes you smile that that has i don't know it's they recorded on tape they recorded live there was an energy there there was a fearlessness which i think gets kind of squashed in in some of modern modern music it was the golden age of rock and roll or like rock and roll kind of maturing before it got kind of like really grown up in the 70s right there was Mm -hmm. new territory to explore you know, there's a reason that period is so influential in music is because so many bands like any i always like to use the example like in in any endeavor, right, the growth period is always the most exciting. Like, you know, when America was being founded and we were, you know, this is maybe a history lesson for you, but we went from east to west, generally speaking, mm-hmm. you know. And as we, the frontier was a big thing and that had a really big influence on our culture. And as we went west, it was like this big unexplored territory, right? Or think about the internet, when the internet was a new thing 20, 30 years ago, when it was brand new and a nascent thing. It was, it was I mean, it's exciting now, but it was very exciting when... Google was starting and Yahoo was starting and AOL, like you got those, they were carpet bombing us with those AOL CDs. If anybody remembers those. Uh, So, you know, music is the same way. That period is very, looms large over all of our artistic endeavors because of that very, very reason. And so there's another thing you mentioned in there, Nick, I want to ask about as well. You mentioned classics in there, but you also mentioned like blues and going back. Like when you say a blues artist being an influence, how far back are you going? Like, the people who do a lot of research, like Eric Clapton will tell you when he was younger, like, well, you, you, know, you like me, listen to this guy, mm-hmm. right? Listen to Robert Johnson or Blind mm-hmm. Lemon, whoever, you yeah. know? So how far back are you going with blues particularly? I mean, pretty far back, Sunhouse, uh, Howlin' Wolf, uh, Lead Belly. Yeah, the OG stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's bringing it back to like the Mississippi Delta blues, not the Stevie okay. Ray Vaughan resurrection no. blues. Yeah. I mean, the, no, no. I mean, I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. I gotta, yeah, I gotta say, amazing. the guy was amazing. But he was also, he was kind of a, he was an interesting mix because he was kind of a purist in one sense, but he also really liked Hendrix. So he was doing his own mashup too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was amping up at the blues in his own way. Absolutely. I think. So this week's guest, Mad Revival, Los Angeles-based band. They are an amped-up blues kind of thing. As I was saying before, very, very aptly named, Mad Revival. You should check them out. They've got a brand-new EP coming out very, very early next year. Uh, we're going to hear some music. Uh, this first song we're going to hear is actually, is this going to be on the EP? This is uh, Banging on Your Door. Is this going to be on the EP? Yes. Okay, so this is Mad Revival. This is a little preview of their track, Banging on the Door, going to come out in the EP. The EP doesn't <laughs> even have a name yet. That's how awesome these guys are. It's that brand new. It's, it's hot that off the press. brand new. It doesn't even have a name. So, all right, so Mad Revival, Banging on Your Door on Independence Day. They all about the fame, baby, don't go blame it on the balls God gave brains to a pretty young thing Without the tramadol at a roll cause So why did I live inside the lie Acting like my past was just a loss Cause I dated chicks from all around the world But the limit to the girl that I got And I've been praying, damn, I'm just saying Need to love at any kind of cause And if I have one thing, just one From up above, physically, mentally strained. I walked in, slim Jim Finn. I was duty like the name on my chains. You'd be praying, damn, I'm just saying, need to 
My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you ever so much for listening to Independence Day. We come to you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. This time of year, it's Pacific Standard Time. Happy holidays, by the way. Whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate, please have a good one. Be safe, peace, love all around. Let's see. This week's guest, like I was saying, Mad Revival. We were talking before about their blues influences uh, and about the kind of the mashup thing. So now bring me a little bit forward in time, right? So we've kind of covered the ground with blues. Like, what are you mixing it with to make it modern? Like, what means modern to you? And this is for anybody. Anybody can jump in here. Rock and roll. Now, let me expand a little bit, though, because you guys are more modern than just like just standard rock and roll. It's like I would listen to you and say, okay, so there's some Zeppelin in there. But there's vocals that are more, I would call them, you know, the technical term is shouty, right? Mm. So who like take that? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I mean it's like you know field holler shout stuff, but it sounds kind of modern. In the way in the Nick, uh, the way you record here, like mm-hmm. you kind of add modern elements in terms of the recording process as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very conscious. It's got to be conscious, right? The yeah. way you guys are going about this. Yeah, I guess so. I mean multi band compression, which is it's a new thing. So. We use a, quite a bit of that in our recordings. It's quite a modern touch, I guess, yeah, on yeah. a production level. Um, in regards to sounds, yeah, I mean, we're we're electrified. We're through some kind of more modern amps, but all of it's valve and vintage. The drum sets are Slingerland. It's like a 60s kit. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of vintage elements, but I mean, it's when we're, we're we're not born in the fifties or sixties, right? So inevitably, all of that trash you listen to growing up, some of it's trash, some of it's not trash. You know, some of it's awesome. It all influences you, you know. And even I even notice, like on on some of the new stuff, there's there's a couple of techniques in there where uh, the vocals being pitched down, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's quite. Uh, quite a modern thing to do these days. You got people like Jack U and the EDM people doing more right, of that right, right. kind of stuff. So we add a little flavor of that of that in there, um, but without going too heavy handed. Because at the yeah. end of the day, for us, it's about being able to play these songs live right. and having them sound amazing live. And we we were just at the AMAs uh, yesterday, me and the whole band and. There was a lot of great stuff, but there was also things that fell just a little bit short for us because when you use too many of those modern elements, you end up playing to a backing track. Right. And that for us is not is not the essence of music. I mean, it sounds great on record and I love to listen to that as a producer, but um, when it comes to playing live, the live bands, the energy that you get in there and the actual 
um, you know, the spatial sound, the awareness, the ambience that you get from yeah. being a live band is just, it's, it's another level. There's been actual studies about when musicians perform together, how brain wavelengths, I'm not going to describe this very, very well, but the human wavelengths kind of line up and there's a synergy that's created. I mean, you can use all the buzzwords you want synergy or you know the whole being better than the sum of its parts but it's certainly true you know there's nothing like this like i love playing in bands i love playing in powerful bands there's nothing like that feel when everybody's firing on all cylinders and like everybody knows the song just enough but not too well so you still get some happy accidents and some fun kind of creative things happens that's like the writing it's like surfing you know that's how i feel about it you know you're kind of riding that wave of creativity and you know, try trying to catch those sparks, you know, because I agree with you in terms of technology. There's really, really amazing things we can do now. We can do it all on computers and our laptops. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm flying home for Christmas or wherever around the country, and there's some some dude. If you're flying out of LA, you see this every time. There's some dude on his laptop mixing on the airplane, and I kind of feel like he's doing it just to be pretentious and mix on the airplane because you're not going to get a good mix when you're sitting in like 39A. Yeah, on a pair of headphones and a pair of crap. I think you were seeing Nick at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> See that guy? That was you. So anyway, we we're talking about live things and how much an important aspect it, it is in terms of Mad Revival and what you do. Why don't we hear one of those songs? What's this first live song you're going to play? What is this? Uh, tell me a little bit about this. Uh, Jenny with big legs. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's... So it's a church song. Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> I guess so. Very Look, wholesome. you know, it's it's... I don't want to sound too sort of uh cliche but it's 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 pro women you know it's about that girl who's just so sexy and hot but it's more than just the the physical that makes her that oh yeah it's 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 the spiritual it's the soul as well and uh it's about you know as a little more curvy kind of woman Rubenesque, we like to say yeah i mean it's all i'm always picturing an amazonian woman when uh, I'm singing it, but just a <laughs> just a ball breaking, you know, muscly, beautiful, long legs and crush your head, She's you know, in between her legs. She's going to take you down yeah. with with her wit, with her sex appeal, with her big legs. You don't stand a chance. And yeah. she's sexy as hell. That's an incredible description. I, just, I couldn't have said it better myself. So this is the band Mad Revival. The song is Jenny with the big legs here on Independence Day. No slack. Jow, motherfuckers. Jenny with the big legs. Jenny with the big legs. Jenny with the big legs. She gon' take you down. You can't contain what you cannot restrain. You're too straight laced Better grow some brains Otherwise brother you won't get laid No 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 She may be swayed by the cool cats Tom Ford with the billionaire black cat Taking no slack
That's Mad Revival. Badass, boys and girls. Love it. Thanks. Love it. Love it. Love it. Turn it up. I hope everybody's turning this up. I always (laughs) want people. I always say to everybody, like, turn it up. Turn it up. Whatever it is, turn it up. I always, you know, you feel those people with, like, the thumping stereos and those first started to show up kind of in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Love those. And uh, and that's all well and good, you know, but they were always playing music that wasn't really my bag, right? So I always wanted to get, you know, uh, Cowboy Junkie's Sweet Jane. Mm-hmm. Very, very calm, very, very kind of tranquil, kind of like almost like a trance. Like, I wanted to get a thumping. If I ever won the lottery, I'd get a thumping stereo and I'd pull up next to them and blast Sweet Jane as loud as I possibly could <laughs> and drown them out with even my million dollars. Anyway, that's just my uh, pissing contest with stereos there. <laughs> so, the band is Mad Revival, Los Angeles based band. I would call it amped up blues, kind of shouty blues in a good way. Uh, love it. Love the style. Love it. I've been watching your guys' career for a long time and I, I've been trying to get you guys on the show for a long time. And, you know, for various reasons, just didn't work out stylistically in terms of what you guys were doing. And you've got a solid lineup now. It's going really, really well. I'm happy to see that. So check these guys out. Uh, got a new EP coming out. Yes, we do. And uh, four, four-ish songs, maybe? Four to five. Six, maybe. There might be 20. 20. 15. It's going to be an EP box set. <laughs> right, exactly. mm-hmm. And we heard a preview song from that just a few minutes ago. You can go back and rewind. Uh, it's Banging on Your Door was that first song we heard a few minutes ago. Um, and so let me ask you this. Uh, let's go back in time. You know, we talked a little bit about before, like, you know, where people got their influences. But was I want to know, like, and I want to just go around the band here because we haven't heard from everybody a lot. But, like, give me one, like, formative musical experience in your life that sent you down this road. Because music is not always pretty. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it kind of sucks. I mean, we love making the music. Right, we love playing the music. We love the shows. We love so many things about it. But it, it can kind of be a drag too. So just like anything else, there's a burden to it. So, so let's start with you, Natalie. Ladies okay. first, of course. What was in your past that like made you decide like I'm going to do this in my life, like for real? Well, you know what? I grew up playing music in the church, to be honest with you, and I feel like um, that's always been a, a spiritual encounter for me. And with this band, there's tons of energy. It kind of is a throwback for me to like an old tent revival where I feel I sweat and I dance and I just, I really feel the spirit in me. Yeah. And there's a lot of joy that comes that emanates from me because I'm having a really good time, you know? Right, but fine, but I'm go back, I'm drilling down a little bit more. Like okay. I, um, prior to this band, like was there a formative experience in your life? Like I can think of a few touchstones in my life where mm-hmm. it's like I was, for me it was church, or it was church choir as well. Yeah. You know, I was up in the choir loft and I was hearing all these harmonies. I was like writing my musical code. Right. In my brain. Right. Like was there a moment for you? Like was there a, a record that your mom or dad played or was it a seeing someone perform somewhere? Like mm-hmm. when did, what lit the spark I guess is what I'm getting at. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Now we're getting honestly, somewhere. It's, it's totally true. I remember being a little kid and listening to Fleetwood Mac and seeing like Stevie Like your folks Nicks. were playing it maybe? Yeah. My dad was a huge influence on in music. He was in the music business actually when I was younger. So he um, managed bands and was always um, you know, bringing, bringing music into the house. And I remember hearing Fleetwood Mac. I remember hearing Heart. You know, mm-hmm. those, those right. ladies like with that, that guttural voice and just thinking about how good that must feel to just let it rip like that um took a long time to cultivate that you know it's always it's in there but you gotta kind of uh gotta cultivate it but right 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 but now i feel like i can open my mouth and let that rip and it just i have i i can feel what those ladies would feel you know i'm not comparing myself to them in any way but i i know that that's how it feels to to sing from that place and you, as a short aside, I mean, we'll get to Macy in just a second, so I want to hear the spark there, but you're in a unique position because you and Nick are a thing, we're, right? We're totally married. 
Right. We're very much like totally married. Like sharing the last name, reproducing. Yes. We have a child. We have a beautiful baby boy. And we are very married and very in love. And my question, though, so this aside is which came first for you? Was it the music or was it the relationship? And then you decided to make me beautiful music together in terms of your real life. They kind of, what do you think, babe? I I mean, well, when I first met Nat, um, it was her coming to see our band play in Chicago. Okay. We were on a tour at the time, our first American tour. And uh, so we met each other. She saw the band, obviously loved it. <laughs> and uh, I, I was sealed, blown I, away. Is that true, I, I, sealed, <laughs> I sealed the deal just on that. And also <laughs> my accent, I guess that kind of helped. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, it started as that and then later that night we went home to her place. We we had a truck full of boys and um, her cousins were there. We went we went back to their place and she sang for us. She did an a cappella um, of a French jazz song. Um, French. His your memory's awful. I thought it was French. <laughs> I sang at last for you. Oh uh, she was French, wasn't no. it? Okay. You were drinking. She sang she no. said, it sounds terrible. You're, it's like you're painting the worst picture. <laughs> Do you want me to repeat that? So yeah, romantic. Right. No, the funny thing was like the way people's memories are. I was just reading something about memories and how memories are very inexact. Like yeah. the funny thing was like he wasn't even there. No. He didn't sing a song. You weren't there. He didn't sing a song in French. It was like at a Burger King parking lot. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like that. We were in like we were in Wendy's. Macy here in the toilet. Um, Natalie, you know French. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll maybe we'll cycle back around a little bit, talk about the relationship later, how that affects the band. But I want to get Macy. You're next. Like, what? What was there a formative experience? Like, was there something? Some yeah, point? definitely. Um, I, uh, I mean, there's a couple things for me. Um, my dad was a drummer. Um, I don't even remember learning how to play the drums. I was so young. Uh, I mean, I literally don't not know how to play the drums. Um, and it was just kind of in my blood, um, from day one. Yeah. Uh, there's pictures of me when I'm, you know, not even one years old with headphones on sitting on his lap playing. Um, so that kind of just, I think ingrained it. Um, but, um, I got a, a family friend, the guy was a lot older than I was. Um, he's just, my dad and his dad grew up together and I was seven and he took me to, um, a punk show. Okay. And, um, where was this? This was in, so I grew up in West Covina. Okay, um, so out the, here. The, the punk show, I, I, don't, I forget what venue it was, some big, you know, underground venue. And um, I watched, uh, it was the, the Sorted Jelly Beans and Falling Sickness. Sorted? Sorted Jelly Beans. Okay. And uh, another band called Falling Sickness. And uh, I loved the, the bands. And um, I just saw a whole completely packed show. Um, I got on some guy's shoulders and was like in the middle of the, the pit the at pit. seven years old and I just couldn't believe I just remember not even watching the band but just seeing how these you know four people on stage can affect so many people in like a really crazy cool way and ever since then I was like that's what I want to do yeah so I remember the exact moment sitting on his shoulder yep so how old were you say you're seven years old I was seven it's pretty cool to go to a punk show at seven yeah my mom was nervous I bet did you get like a bloodied lip or anything <laughs> no no I was good <laughs> that was good. No, I didn't ask you if you bloody anyone else's lip. I was going to view yourself. <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. It's my thing. Okay, so Matt, how about you, man? All right. I totally remember back. I grew up in the country in, in New York State and in the deep, deep country. And the sun would go down. There was no street lights. There was no sound. And I just remember going, is really, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. My folks just had a black and white TV. And it was it was ridiculous. And but what I got was the college radio station, and so I was hearing all the the English punk stuff and everything coming through. And I just said, I gotta get where that's happening because right. it's just not happening here. And I didn't want to start a farm or uh, or go to work at the high school or God knows what what opportunities there were there. Get a job at the mill. At the mill, exactly, uh, making the grain at the grist mill. So uh, when I could, I got in a car and drove to L.A., and um, I've been playing music ever since, and it's exactly what I wanted to do, and here I am. Okay, and how about you, man? Like, What was your formative moment? Like, What was the spark for you? Watching Van Halen music videos on VHS. Okay. 
That was just it. That's just that. I knew I wanted to play that music, and um, when I was very little, I mean, I picked up the guitar and the piano and just started learning Van Halen songs. Now, are we talking Van Halen, Van Hagar? Are you an equal opportunity Van Halen fan? I am an equal opportunity Van Halen fan. I even, the first time I saw Van Halen was with Gary Sharon. Oh, my Lord. Yes, it was a joke. Ooh, those were dark days. It was, you know, but today we got dark days, so what can you do? I was, you know, at the time, I had friends who were very passionate about the Van Halen Ver, you know, Van Hagar right. versus Van Halen thing. But I just thought, you know, they, they had to evolve. Everybody evolves. You know, I mean, sometimes you go in this direction, you go in that direction. I mean, and sure, I mean, Roth was a, a, maybe a better showman, but, you know, they became a different thing that was also good in a different way. I love it And all. now look at them. I actually saw them. I got free tickets, actually, from uh, from the station. Got to see nice. them last summer. They were amazing. Sounded, I saw that same show. I loved it. They sounded great. Yeah. I, I wish Michael Anthony was involved. This is This is the Van Halen segment of every show. We talk about Van Halen for 10 minutes. Good. Kidding, of course. But uh, I, I wish it was Michael Anthony because it's like the kid who is not Michael Anthony did just fine. But he's still not Michael Anthony at the end of the day. True story. Anyway, all right. So now we kind of got that. Nick, did, what, did you have, we must have had a moment. We kind of talked about you a little bit in terms of that. We kind of jumped around with you and uh, Nat there. But like, was there a specific moment? Did you see a band or was music in your family around, like in your house growing up? Well, my mom was a, uh, uh, she, she is a painter classical kind of painter a figurative and uh the whole creative thing came from her really and she always used to uh play a lot of music and uh, like i'd mentioned before my grandfather's records were given to me so that was something i used to listen to a lot and we had a piano and i'd tinkle on that and got a drum kit when i was quite young and uh, guitar and you know I just I I don't remember there being a pinnacle moment as such, but my mum was very influential. Yeah, it was about creative expression, and music was kind of at the forefront of that. And uh, she would take me to concerts. She took me to BB King. Uh, she took me to Eric Clapton. She took me to Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, so I got a huge education from my mum, really, and and my grandpa's records. Yeah. So many people get that from their folks, like music around the house. I was thinking now the one question I want to play another song here in just a second, but it's a really quick answer. When a cycle background will go the opposite way this time. Uh, were your parents this is the question for everyone, were your parents supportive of your musical endeavors or do they continue to be? Very much. Yeah. yeah. And yes, to a point where my brother dropped out of high school and went on tour and both of my parents very much um, That's great supported that, yeah. Matt? Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) True story. Oh, man. Yeah, super supportive. Um, We soundproofed my room when I was a kid. My dad was a drummer, so it was just always in the house anyways. Yeah. How about you? Um, Now, yes. Yeah, not so much Not so much before. My dad was in the music business, like I said, and he kind of thought it was a a road straight to the devil. (laughs) He became a born-again Christian. Oh, yeah? He left it all behind, and so that was not really encouraged for me to pursue a life as a musician. Interesting. And now you two, obviously, with uh, the little one, will you be encouraging of his musical endeavors? Absolutely. Yeah? For sure. Yeah. Look, I want him to be like what Macy had, you know, where he doesn't even know how he got into it, but it's just ingrained in him. Yeah. I'm always singing to him. Actually, uh, the track, Rocky, Come On, that was while I had him on right, my right. lap and I was bouncing him up and down. And Which is the, uh, that's the web exclusive track. People should drop by the website, our website, which is indepthday.com to check that out. There's also a video for that. You can go to indepthday.com. I'm sorry, youtube.com slash videos. I think, is where you find that. It'll also be on the Indep Day site for these guys. Uh, how about another song? What's this next one? Can't wait. Tell me a little bit about this. Where, what's the genesis Say of this? Say that again because you're... Uh, yeah, this, the next song was uh, Can't Wait. Okay, tell me about it. Uh, well, yeah, can't wait. Well, it's basically the story is about um, uh, adultery, a guy who's cheating on his wife. They're a religious couple and uh, he, you know, he comes across as as a good Christian man but he's he's been cheating on on his wife, so it's it's a cry out for for help really it's uh don't make me wait uh so long till i find a day that i see the lord 
So it's 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 this guy who is supposedly a good Christian man, but he's he's having struggles and he's kind of crying out for help. Is is how the song kind of started, and then it uh, you know took took on a life of its own. And there's a little bit of a nod to Led Zeppelin there. Yeah, it's it's kind of harking back to that old gospel stuff, you know. Yeah. Very, very influential on all mm-hmm. of us rock and rollers, man. I mean, whether you like it or not, that's where it all came from. And I should take this opportunity. Like, I don't get a kickback from PBS, but check out the new series, Soundbreaking, mm. on PBS. It's free if you can watch it on you know, public, public TV or if you've got like an Apple TV or a Roku or something, you can, you can stream it through there. It's really, really amazing. I've been watching it. I'm totally addicted. It's like so super, super cool. Interviews with all the people who did this stuff. Everyone who's still alive that's doing it. People who aren't alive anymore and this kind of thing. And it's worth checking out. Spend some time to check that out. Mm. So, Mad Revival. So happy to bring you these guys and girl, I should say, woman. And this is the song Can't Wait, Mad Revival on Independence Day. Don't make me wait so long Till I find a day when I see the Lord Don't make me wait so long Till I find a day when I see the love
I'm Joe Armstrong. Thank you for listening to Independence Day. We come to you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Daylight Time, as the case may be. You can learn about everything you need to know about us at indepday.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com. We're also on iTunes at indepday.com slash iTunes. Got a YouTube channel. We're all on the Twitters. We're everywhere. Just like you guys. You guys are all branded to take this opportunity to mention your websites and credentials as well. Facebook.com slash madrevival, madrevival.com, of course. And then, uh, Nick, you, you're very, uh, you do a lot of video work and a lot of audio work for other folks, too. So you've got uh, YouTube.com slash TV. That's the one. Yeah, you can see all the Mad Revival stuff and a bunch of other good good, good stuff, too. You guys have a lot of output. Like, I mean, the question I want to ask you is, like, do you sleep? Because every time I turn around, <laughs> you're releasing a new song, you've got a new EP, you've got a new video. Like, how do you do all this stuff, man? I mean, my wife would attest to the fact that I sleep, even though we have a brand new baby. <laughs> that kind of annoys her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, the output, it has to be at its maximum. You know, you've only yeah. got one life to do this and this is the way the world is now. You've got to be branded yeah. up. You've got to be ready. You've got to be content conscious. Right. And be releasing new stuff all that's the time. That's the magic word I was going to say is content because that's the thing. And that's the funny thing about it is because that, that can actually get kind of negative because that can be – because now you're, you're taking it out of the context of what it is, whether it's music or video, some combination of the two or any other content, just, you know, uh, copy that you read. And you kind of – you separate it from that. It becomes content, right? So my question now is like how do you maintain integrity in a world of content generation? This is for anybody. Hmm. This is Matt. We don't. Okay. So you're saying it sucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I was joking. We, we are of full of integrity. We'll just let it all rip. What, we're, we're putting the best stuff we can out as fast as we can because it's a fast-paced world out there. You've yeah. got you to keep stuff out in front of people at all times. But the joy of the technology now is you've got, uh, you've got images, you've got, uh, you've got video, you've got the songs, you've got the Snapchat, you've got, there's so many different avenues to, to, to be touching people on a, on a daily basis. And it's, uh, it's kind of a unique time. How do you guys delineate or manage this stuff? Is, you know, Nick, I know you generate content like nobody's business. Um, but you know, for anyone else, like, do you guys split up the responsibilities in terms of tweeting, in terms of videos, in terms of writing? He's the Instagram, Instagram man. He's in charge of that. Yeah, everybody yaps on different social media platforms. One person will post something on Facebook, the other person will log into Instagram, and everybody will kind of share the responsibility. Yeah. Sexy. Loosely termed. Yeah. Share the responsibility. It's a funny thing, man, because it's, I don't know, like, I, I go back and forth. I vacillate a lot on this kind of thing, because I'm a content generator, too, you know, not only with this show, but my own music and other things that I do. I'm a creative guy. I love being involved in creative stuff, but it's like, I, for me, it's like walking a line between, like, being obligated to do it, to keep new, fresh content in front of people, but also being exhausted by the constant gaping maw of what it seems like it's a never-ending hole that you're just shouting into the ether with all this content it's difficult you know it's really tough and and you've got to kind of be slightly obsessive with with it you know to to really be on par with everyone else because yeah. it's a constant thing you know right and was just snapchatting right, right, right this whole session and you got to be like thinking about that i mean for some of us i mean for me i don't even I'm not even on the whole Snapchat thing right. yet. Um, and the band is kind of not really, although Instagram and Snapchat have uh, merged together now. Right. But, uh, you know, it's difficult. We, we, try to, we try to keep that all going. We, we're doing EP promos and stuff like that. And our biggest fan base is definitely Instagram. Um, and at least the cool thing about Instagram is there's more of an artistic integrity, right? Because it's based in 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 a visual creative aspect, but it's it's tough keeping up with it all. And here's your big opportunity, man. Explain to me, sell me on Snapchat. Why should I be Snapchatting? That's the big. big this is your big chance here. I'm not a spokesman for Snapchat, but it's the new and cool thing to do. All the kids do it. Unfortunately for us, we are very musical and we focus on production and getting music out there compared to narcissism and being obsessed with ourselves right which a lot of bands and artists are and that gets them more clout much quicker but i think they die out faster as well and i think it's harder to sustain yourself as a musician and a writer um and 
putting yourself out there on Snapchat reminds people of what you're doing and they can opt in or opt out. Um, which I think is good. How and is it different though? Like, sell me on the idea. Like, okay, so pretend like you're going to get a kickback from Snapchat if you sign me up today. They're going to give you. They're going to give you a hundred bucks. Well, here's the thing. Facebook bought Instagram about five years ago, and Instagram now has their own Snapchat kind of filters. Right. And you can now do what you do on Snapchat on Instagram. So Snapchat's actually dying. So I'm going to go ahead and be the opposite right now and okay. say so they're going to take a hundred dollars off Snapchat and just stay on Instagram <laughs> okay. and follow Mad Revival Band. On Instagram. Okay. Whoop, whoop. So they're going to take the $100 back is what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Exactly. Sure, they can take it. No, no <laughs> kickback for that. Um, talk to me about the creative process behind this band. Because, you know, you guys have had kind of shifting lineups over the years. Um, and, you know, you guys seem pretty solid now. Like when I sit here and I watch you play these songs, like, you know, I haven't seen you in a show in a while. Uh, but my schedule just changed. So maybe I hope that changes soon. I'd love to get out and see you guys. Thank Last you. time I saw you was at the bootleg. Mm-hmm. theater which is wonderful i love what you guys do I, mean, I miss the flute though there's no flute in this thing that's I know. going on we, we need, need more flute to, we need more flute we definitely need more flute all this material is real new that we're working on now so we're just gonna find a way to integrate the flute but it's coming right. don't worry okay it's so create so creative process then like where does it start and how does it become like from a seed to a, a song well i mean sometimes it comes out of a jam um but uh you know often I mean, it's so heavily kind of vocal based that it will often start with some sort of a memo in a in an iPhone. Yeah, uh, Rocky, come on was uh, was actually conceived me singing to my my newborn son. Uh, I was on a fitball at the time. I was bouncing <laughs> up and down. He was enjoying it. I was enjoying it, and uh, the song just came, and I was singing to him and. Uh, that kind of came out of that. And then I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I thought, no, no, just go down and, and pursue it. And actually, I'd had a bit of a uh, writing block at the time and uh, decided to pursue that. And that kind of was the entry point for the new EP. Yeah. But then something like Jenny with the Big Legs was, was you know, jammed out. It was a bass line. And actually, Maddie, um, our bass player, did the original... Uh, drums, just the demo drums for that. It was a, a it was drum loop and a bass line, and that kind of forged the whole thing. And then it got expanded in the band and and became something bigger than that. And you know, it just it you never know where it's going to come, right? Right. You, you know that yourself. And any other person who's a writer or songwriter, they it it just it comes and anything can really become a song. Uh, it just depends if it's a if if it's a good nugget to begin right. with. Yeah, I always use the word seeds. Mm-hmm. That's I call them song seeds. At one point, I I, I have a, I had a, cassette, a micro cassette recorder that I used to carry around with me everywhere. Would never be more than an arm's reach away. I always I call it my man purse. It was my backpack, like my North Face bag, because <laughs> I was always coming up with these little ideas. And I didn't have a cell phone back then. Nobody had cell phones. You couldn't just record it into anything. You know, you had to have something to record it. So, at one point, when I uh, became digitized in my world. Uh, I had 587 song seeds at that point, and that was like 15 years ago. So I transferred them all one by one into the digital realm so I wouldn't lose them because I was always wildly paranoid about this this little because those things were not very robust. Those tiny little micro cassettes, same thing that the answering machines used to use. Yeah. I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit here. Everything's digital <laughs> now. But I was always because they weren't very robust. They were, you know, kind of weren't very crash safe. They mess up and. And you could repair like regular cassette tapes, but you couldn't really repair those little ones. Anyway, the whole point is I had a ton of those things. And, you know, so they became seeds and then they grow into something bigger. So I guess what I'm saying is in this band, anybody can bring in an idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Because mm-hmm. so, you guys are like, a, you function as a, like a band band. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay. If, if it's a good idea and it's funky and it makes people move and, and, and there's a, a space for a vocal line, uh, then we're, we're cooking. Very, very nice. Uh, and I like to hear when bands like function as a band as well. Because, I mean, you see a lot of bands. Like, I know bands that are very big name are acts. I have acts that I've even worked with that are a band in name only, right? That's, there's like a guy, usually a guy, and he owns the stuff. He owns mm-hmm. the music. He owns the rights. He owns the name. He owns everything. And, like, he can just swap out players mm-hmm. here and there, you know? So now tell me this. Like, you know, for the rest of the members of the band, like, uh, when an idea comes in, like, do you then 
jam on it? It's such, such a funny thing to say because I, I, I don't like saying jam, but like, do you guys do regular rehearsals where you get to work out these things or is it more of, you know, when ideas come? I mean, most of the time, Nick and Natalie write and produce a song and then we add layers on top of it to color it in. Okay. It's pretty succinct. It's what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, Are you mad? The, uh, this is uh, Macy here. Um, the new song that um, it's called Knocking on the Door. Um, Matt started jamming some some really cool, super simple bass line. Um, I, I, you know, put a really, really simple hip-hop beat to it, um, and then we recorded it. Um, I, I remember hearing it over the, because we were, we were recording our um, rehearsal, and that was just right in between the song. Um, and I told Nick, I, I remember even hearing it on the thing, I said, hey, um, you know, mark that spot. And then we went back, and he started throwing in some Nick licks. He's got these, like, specific Nick licks. <laughs> that we like to um, kind of, you know, keep, and yeah. uh, and that's how the song started. It's just, yeah. I mean, I think each song, you know, forms differently. Yeah. Um, Nick and Natalie usually write, you know, most of it, but um, yeah, I mean, every every song is different. Every song is completely different how it starts. And do you have like a regular like weekly thing? Like when we become adults, like when I was in high school, we like every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, like I would change guitar strings like every week because I was we were playing so much like as adults it's hard to do that do you guys have like a regular schedule like a regular weekly thing or every other other week or yeah we try to do yeah. Mondays and Wednesdays okay that's, that's how yep, we get, get off of work and we sit in traffic throughout Los Angeles right. and come to practice unlike being kids right <laughs> and uh, usually we end up practicing once or twice a week do you still sit at your desk and dream about like the rock and roll stuff yes, yes I'm miserable daily yeah Aww. can't you tell yeah, yeah can't you tell I mean, I don't know. This is why we do it, though. I mean, we, I, I still, you know, as an, 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 an advanced adult, you know, I'm reaching middle age here. Like, I still think about the stuff. I still, nothing gets me riled up than, like, turning on my tube amp and, like, cranking it up and hearing that sound. You sounded good earlier, by the way. That's very you kind rock. of you to say. Yeah, Joe was, um, Joe was sound checking for us, and he was ripping some serious Jimi Hendrix. So hmm. if you're listening to this, check Joe out because he's... He's the shizzle. That's very kind of you to say, Nick. I appreciate it. Coming from you, man. You know your way around a song. So Thank I very you, much brother. appreciate, appreciate that. It. How about one last song before we run out of time here? What is this last one you guys have got queued up here? I'm so excited. Like, bring people this music. I've been looking forward to having you guys on this show for a really, really long time. So I'm so glad we finally got around to doing this and like chiseled out the time. So what is this last one? This last song is called Hard Working Man. Self explanatory what it man. is? Yeah, and I mean, it's not just when we think of man, it's, you know, males, but yeah. it, it's everyone. In, in the second verse, you'll see that I, I say we are hardworking men, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a universal thing, right? Um, and it's just about overcoming the struggle, really. Yeah. And in case this isn't self-evident, listening to the music, one thing, you know, Natalie, your role's pretty big in this band. Like, you're not just a background singer singing, you know, third harmony parts. Right, It's everything yeah. you do. Like, you have a presence. You're up front. Thank you. With the rest of the band. Yeah. And, well, that's with the rest of the band. Like, you're up front, like, you know, as an essential element of the band. And you're, you're you know, you're shaking and grooving and, like, like taking lead vocals and sharing lead vocals. And it's, mm -hmm. so it's, I think that's another fun thing to have a band. Because, like, just a lot of times it's like, it's a cliche. There's the band, it's the singer's girlfriend or wife, and they come in and sing the harmonies because <laughs> right. she's there and she likes the music because she likes him. But you guys, it's very different. It functions completely, wholly, properly on a musical level. So kudos to you guys for doing that. And kudos to you for you know, getting up there and like, like being there with the loud dudes. and like you know, Holding my own. Holding your own. Not just <laughs> holding your own, like leading it. You know, taking the turf. Thank so, all right. Know. So enough. Yeah, enough. you got to. Yeah, she, she, she knows how to dance. She knows. Yeah, how to, that voice is just. She's the. She's re the real deal. She, her tone and her rasp. Yeah. Out, outweighs everything. I else. guess that's what I'm getting at. It's like it's an essential element to what you Big do. Time. It's not just another thing. It's like it, yeah. and these these vocals that are kind of shared lead vocals and the the unison stuff and the mm -hmm. harmony stuff. It's all mixed in together. Part of what they do, the Mad Revival experience. So this is hard working man on Independence Day. We'll come back. We'll wrap this up.
had revival. How about that? You guys yeah. rule. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Beavis and Butthead. You guys rule, but it's true. You really do rule. You guys, the listeners out there, Independence Day listeners, you have to get out and see this band. Because the, like, they're doing a really great job, and there's videos up that you'll be able to see on the website. You kind of get an experience of what it's like in their studio, Rocked and Road, up here in beautiful Altadena, California. But go out and see a show, because there are a few bands that I know in Los Angeles who are doing what they're doing. They're looking forward, they're looking back, and they're kind of doing the mashup thing in a different kind of like Beck does a mashup thing, right? But you guys are doing a different thing. Yours is more guttural uh, in a good way. Thank you. You know, it's more, you know, like you said, you, you said before you mentioned Zeppelin. There's some Zeppelin in there. There's Howlin' Wolf in there, Lead Belly in there. All this stuff's in there. And I really think people should go out and check out these shows. And I'll, you see me one of these shows. And as soon as I can get there, I will do that myself. Come on. Uh, so, lastly, before we get out of here, what, what's, what's in the future? You guys got this EP coming out very, very soon here. And then what, what's next? What's after that? Like, you're doing an EP, live shows, world domination. What's the, yes. what's, what's the plan? Videos. Videos. All of the above. We're going to have a big uh, EP release party in uh, the beginning of the year, probably February. And we're just going to get a couple videos out um, and you know, try and hide the music until then so nobody hears it. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to try and make it a pretty big thing. And we're, we're also adding some horn players. Nice. Yeah. Nice, horn nice, nice. For sure. So what's the, I mean, what's the end game? What's the goal? Horn players. I think it's beyond horn players. Come on, man. <laughs> It's on. It's beyond horn players. It's 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 Ant getting out of his job, for starters. Um, no, I mean, look, it's it's what everyone, I guess, aspires to do is to make money from music and and do what we love doing. Yeah. And um, for us, we want to. Yeah, we want to get out to the public, and and we want we want to do something that is just screams authenticity because right. I think that's what's missing. In a lot of modern music, and and we just want to represent that to the to the fullest, and do stuff that is just authentic and real and guttural, and you know inspiring. I think it takes courage when you get to the point in your life when you're an adult to say, "I want to like this is still my dream. Mm-hmm. This is still what I want to do. I want to make a living at this." Well, you know, sure. I want to change them. I mean, maybe maybe you do or do not want to change the world, right? Like I, I idolized John Hyatt a lot as a songwriter. And I'm not sure John Hyatt set out to change the world. But he did set out to write some really great songs, do the best songs he can do, and to have an effect on people. You know, so I mean I think you know, I mean I think you guys are doing that. That's the that's the impression I get. Thank you. Watching you do what you do and listening to you do what you do. So check them out. Madrevival.com is where you want to learn everything about them that you need to know. Go see a live show with these guys. It's the only way you're going to experience it properly. Pick up the new EP, which will be available at madrevival.com as well. Yes, sir. When it comes out. Mm -hmm. Not to toast. There's my dad, by the way, not me. In any case, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for sharing your gifts. Thank you for sharing your heart, sharing your music, sharing it with my audience. Uh, and I, I wish you guys the absolute best. And oh, please, thank you, brother. We yeah, appreciate thank it. You, thank you so Thanks, much, man. Joe. Thanks for having us, it's been Joe. Time, man. So keep us uh, keep us abreast of what's going on, and I'll make sure you guys know. I uh, say you guys, my listeners, I'll make sure you know when the EP is coming out, and where you can check out that CD release show or record release show. So Nick Capel, Natalie Capel, Ant Marks, Matt Littell, Macy Lucarelli comprise Mad Revival. Did I get that right? That's yes, right. It. Thank yeah. you, guys. I appreciate Ooh, it so very much. Check out the Mad Revival. So. Thank you to Mad Revival, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The legendary Tony, Tone Loke Piscotti, manages the Independence Day website. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. Be sure to check them out as well. As always, for Independence Day, I am Joe Armstrong. Happy holidays, and please be good to one another.